Now, it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love Radio. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and the Ask Dr. Love Show is the number one relationship advice show in America. We're now syndicated in five of the top 10 U.S. radio markets, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Atlanta, and Boston. Of course, we also air on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, which is in 200 countries online. And of course, on iHeart and all the streaming apps. To find out how you can listen to this show live in real time, go to my website, AskDrLove.com, and you'll see on the upcoming Ask Dr. Love show all the local station numbers and airtimes. And you can hear also through the Atlanta radio station the show in real time on iHeart Radio. And as you know, it's my mission to help you turn conflict into connection with your life partner or spouse, friends, family members, coworkers, and even your four-legged furry friends and two-winged friends. So it's my mission to help you enjoy a lifetime of overflowing love in all your relationships. And if you want to be in the ring segment, that's a new reality radio segment that I'm doing where I'm bringing people in conflict on air and helping them resolve the row on air, just shoot me a message at AskDrLove.com and I'll consider you for the segment. And I am here for you. I just want to remind you that I'm devoted to helping you connect better with everyone in your life, including your four-legged and two-winged friends. And that is the perfect segue to today's show. If you love animals as much as I do, stay with me. Today, you're going to be meeting Gerard Elliott, who created the nonprofit Pet Rescue Music Radio, and his website's PetRescueMusicRadio.com. He created this in 2019. Pet Rescue Music Radio is the only pet welfare pet rescue station in the nation that dedicates 100% of its non-music portion to pets. Pet Rescue Music Radio also partners with dozens of shelters across America and promotes their rescues on the Pet Cafe, which airs daily at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, with encore presentations at 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Pet Rescue Music Radio offers pet welfare tips at the top and the bottom of the hour from 9 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week. And I love their mission statement. It's to spread awareness and education to eradicate pet euthanasia in America by the end of this decade. And in honor of Valentine's Day, we're also going to be discussing Gerard's latest labor of love, not separating bonded pairs when adopting our rescue animals. He focuses on this topic of bonded pairs in his new Pets Nook column in Better Living and Marketplace. And Gerard has also been in the broadcast industry since 1986. He's hosted both talk radio and top 40 radio shows in various markets. And he has registered the Pet Rescue Music Radio as a nonprofit. So without further ado, welcome, Gerard. So happy to have you with me. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Love. It's a pleasure to be here. And, you know, it's great to spread the word about these great rescues that are just looking for a home. And it's just a great thing to do. Absolutely. So, you know, I would, we just met 
yesterday and it was love at first bite or sniff or I don't know what you say, but in any case, I was so happy that my syndicator introduced you to me and I didn't have a chance to ask you. I just said, come on the show. And so we're getting to know each other now. How did you feel called to do this mission? Yes. Yeah, it was a calling. I think what I did is after the passing of uh, my late dog, Trixie, who uh, unfortunately we had, uh, I, I had to put down on Christmas Eve day of 2018, um, she gave me 15 wonderful, loving years. And she did that through really difficult times. And even though I've got, uh, you know, a, a great set uh, uh, support system of friends, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's you and your dog. And she was always there. So after her passing, uh, you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, what if, you know, we, we put down over a million and a half pets a day in the most modernized country in the world. And I thought about this and I said, what if, what if, you know, there was no room for that shelter that I rescued Trixie in and she would have been one of those dogs that was put down? You know, I, I wouldn't have had those 15 years. Maybe I would have with another dog, but the bottom line is I felt so close to Trixie. So that's when I said, you know, I'm going to put my, my broadcasting uh, expertise and my love for pets. I'm going to combine them and I'm going to open up a, a radio station called uh, Pet Rescue uh, Radio. Um, now, the website, by the way, is PetRescueRadio.com. The Pet Rescue Music Radio was added uh, to the website itself only because we, we felt that sometimes the message wasn't getting across. Uh, you know, we're not a 24-hour pet rescue talk uh, station. We do play popular music, but whenever, like you mentioned, you don't hear a song, you're going to hear something that is pet-related. So that's how this whole thing got started. It's like passing it. It's almost like Trixie gave me the okay and I passed it forward. Isn't that wonderful? So we have to say that Trixie is the co-founder. She really is. And she is part of the, uh, uh, when you go into the website, uh, there's a page in terms of how, you know, this whole thing got started. Um, you know, and, and Trixie and I, not only were we, were we close, but back in 2018, we were both diagnosed with cancer 48 hours apart. Um, I was uh, I was diagnosed uh, with uh, cancer on a Monday, and she was diagnosed with cancer on a Wednesday. Oh my goodness! So the two of you really are soul twins. We we were we were amazing, you know. And she got me through it. My my. Uh, I want you to say you are amazing because the relationship doesn't end just because she left her body. Remember. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. She, it really doesn't. Your relationship and your soul bond is eternal. You know, when you have a soul bond, people think, oh, well, that ends with the bodily departure of one or the other of the soul bonded pair. But that is not so. When we have a soul bond, it's eternal. And when one steps out of the body, that bond just continues in another form. No, I totally agree with you. There's no question about it. You felt the, you know, you felt the closeness. You know, after she passed away about seven weeks later, I did rescue two other dogs. I've had them for three years and, and I love them. I mean, I love them both, but, but it's still lacking and maybe that'll change in time, but it's still lacking that closeness that I had with Trixie. It's well, hard to explain. 
it was a soul bond. You know, when you have a soul bond, there's an instant knowing. That yeah. you one look at the person and you recognize, ah, you're in my soul tribe. We've been together before. We'll always be together. We seem to travel together in soul tribes. You know? Sure, sure. So, and she also, it seems like she was also sent to help you heal from your cancer. While she didn't heal from hers, she gave you something that helped you heal. Is that true? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, animals have a sixth sense, definitely a sixth sense, and they, they sort of feel things. Um, I didn't uh, discuss this with you when we spoke yesterday, but what happened was Trixie was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And one night, uh, she had a really rough time, problems breathing, uh, and I thought it was the end. I thought it was over. And I had just come home from my operation. I had, uh, I had uh, uh, a tumor in the kidney, so they removed 5% of the kidney. You which see, is, it's the same part of the body. The also. same part of the body. See? So when I came home, uh, she had a really rough night, and I thought, okay, it's over. It's over. I went to the vet that morning. We stayed up all night. And I went to the vet and I said, it's time. Uh, can you come to my home and put her down? And believe it or not, this is an amazing story. The, the, the vet, my vet says to me, Gerard, I don't euthanize on weekends, but I can come by Monday. I said, that'll be fine. Well, I came home very depressed, knowing I would have my last weekend with Trixie. Uh, I was still wounded from my operations so i had some friends come in the backyard and, and dig her grave um and uh, me and trixie are sitting in the backyard just watching them dig and amazingly enough that saturday night uh, that sunday night trixie had a good night and she and she had a good day and i'm like i can't put her down and i called my vet i said don't come today trixie lived another 11 months Oh, is it? She was living to support you through your cancer. And are you well now? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally recovered. And I think once she saw that, because my recovery was a tough one, once she noticed that my recovery was, was beginning, that's when she really went down. And, and that's when we put her down. She was truly sent to support you in your healing to the point that she even had the same cancer in the same urinary tract and, and the amazing thing dr love is think about that if the vet said to me okay gerard i'll, I'll be there at three o'clock today i would have missed out on the last 11 months of absolutely right because the animal will tell you when it's time the animal will give you cues i'm not moving i'm not eating that's correct and then you know oh the animal is asking me to to help him or her and um, I just had a thought also about Trixie. Gosh, she's such a special creature. So special. These rescue animals, I truly think, are hand-delivered to us by our loved ones in spirit. They bring us the exact animals we need. You know, I had a bird named Fluffy. Mm -hmm. He was a Norwich canary, a little puffball. I bought him for my husband who uh, loves birds as much as I do. And then as soon as I brought Fluffy home, I realized he was my soul bond. This, really? little, this little creature, he learned, even though canaries don't speak the way parrots speak, Fluffy and I learned to communicate with each other because he was sick. 
And he was born with some kind of a liver abnormality, which was so excruciating. He would periodically rip his crop bloody from the wow. gas. And I was his round the clock, you know, nurse and mom and, you know, helped him with broths and organic teas and tinctures. And so he learned to speak with me. And uh, he would wiggle his beak for the number of syllables that he wanted to say. It was like sign language. And he understood everything I said, and I understood him. And he was with us for five years until we had to put him down. And mm -hmm. on the day that we had to put him down, a chipmunk appeared in the garden. And I recognized that this little chipmunk was coming as some kind of a transitional object to give me support as I had to put my beloved Fluffy down. And Chippy came and sat next to me and the bird. Wow. From that day on, when I came back, after having put Fluffy down, Chippy sat with me every day. Really? He would come to the front door to say hello and give me a kiss goodnight. I'm very connected to the animals. A lot of people don't know this about me. So, and that, that chipmunk was sent as all our rescue animals are sent, all sick animals, they are sent. And, you know, Fluffy was sent to teach me how to heal myself more, how to love myself more, because we're so willing to give to the animals, right? The very sure. thing that we need for ourselves. How often do I have patients in Zoom and group meetings or individual meetings and their animals come into the session and it's so obvious they are supporting in the healing, the psychological healing, the physical healing. And Fluffy was in my online and in-person groups. And whenever anybody was upset, he would come to the edge of the cage like this, looking really distressed and supporting them. And the minute they had their breakthrough, he would burst into song. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, therapy animals, a lot of times we think it's, you know, uh, more or less a recent phenomenon, but it's not. I mean, in the it's late forever. 18th, well, in Wait, the late 18th. Hold the thought. Hold the yeah. thought because we got so carried away. I missed my break, but I'll be back with you in a moment on sure. Ask After Love Radio. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndromes, sleep disorders and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon. Amazon and find out why. 
You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If you yearn to get along better with your life partner or spouse, friends, family members, and even co-workers, Dr. Turndorf's best-selling Hay House book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, Dr. Love's 10 Simple Steps to Cooling Conflict and Rekindling Your Relationship, shows you how to turn conflict into connection for a lifetime of lasting love. To find out more, visit AskDrLove.com. Once again, here's Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love Radio. I'm talking with Gerard Elliott, the founder of PetRescueRadio.com. So you were saying about rescue animals having yeah. existed since the 1800s. The 18, late 1800s, uh, Florence Nightingale, the, uh, the founder of uh, modern uh, medicine, basically she started bringing uh, therapy animals into her sessions and she saw that it reduced anxiety, um, it opened, you know, the 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 uh, patients opened up more. They were more comfortable. Um, in the 1930s, Sigmund Freud he bought his his dog Joffy to sessions, which made the patients so much easier to talk to him and opened up. In the 1960s, yeah. uh, Boris Levinson he was a child psychologist. Uh, a lot of these children they, they couldn't even talk. They couldn't even speak. He bought his dog Jingles into the sessions. Yes. Uh, there's a history behind this, and it's it's very factual. And, you know, people don't realize animals are so perceptive and feel everything that we humans feel. They may not have the language, but they have all the feelings. And you can tune into their feelings and communicate with them energetically. And, you know, that little Fluffy, if anybody was angry in the group and not owning up to it, Fluffy would start making an angry sound. He'd go, hee! which is wow. he would make when he was mad. And everyone in group would say, somebody's mad and not owning up to it. And the minute the person owned up to it, Fluffy stopped making noise. That's, that's amazing. That, that's that is amazing. That's phenomenal. And animals have the exact same feelings we have. And I know that you and I share that knowledge to be true. And I think that's why you moved into the bonded pairs, not breaking up bonded pairs because of how devastating it is to them to be torn apart when they're adopted. Yeah. yeah you know, it's funny the way we look at the animal kingdom, right? Uh, you know, sub, uh, they have their litters and once they're uh, good enough to go after six weeks or so, everybody goes their different ways. They never see the mom, they never see the dad, they never see their siblings and that's the animal kingdom. But, you know, there is something to be said about bonded pairs because some of them experience extreme anxiety when separated. One of the stories that I actually wrote in the article of the bonded pairs for the magazine that's coming out, the article coming out this week, um, there was a bonded pair in California of Akitas, and it was actually a mother-daughter combination, um, Daisy and Posey. And when Posey, the daughter, was adopted out, Daisy went on a hunger strike, and she basically almost died of despair. She just wouldn't eat. It was it was over for her. The, luckily, they were able to bring back Posey, and they were able to be adopted out together as a bonded pair. So, in in extreme cases, bonded pairs can go through an, an amazing amount of depression when oh. separated. Oh, it's so so true. You know, in Millbrook, before I moved to Florida, there was a little wren who started nesting 
in an umbrella on my patio. And I became friendly with this wren. And every night when it was bedtime, Rennie, that's what I called the bird, would pop out to say, good night. Because if you notice, birds wiggle their beaks. You can teach them to talk to you. I love you. Thank you. Good night. They do. So Rennie popped out and said, good night. And then would pop back in like one of the cuckoo clock birds. And then that night, there was a terrible storm. And when I came down in the morning, the umbrella was down and all the eggs were lying outside the nest. Oh, wow. Rennie was circling and crying because, you know, Rennie had bonded to these babies that she was nesting on and she was weeping. And I said, oh, Rennie, Rennie, I'm going to help you. So I picked the umbrella up and one by one, I picked the eggs up and put them back in the nest. But wow. at this point, Rennie had flown away. And Rennie and the mate both were crying and then they left. So I called Rennie, come back, come back. Don't give up, come back. So Rennie comes back with the mate. And I said, Rennie, check it out. I put the eggs back. See if you can work with it. And but Rennie goes, okay, wiggling the beak twice, goes back into the wow. umbrella and is in there for quite a while. And then when Rennie pops her head out, I said, Rennie, can you work with that? And she wiggled her beak twice for, I didn't know, okay, thank you. I wasn't sure which, but then I realized it didn't work. And it so didn't. for a little while, Rennie and the mate cried. And I said, it's okay, Rennie, it's all right. We'll try again, you'll nest again. And then they sang. And I thought it was such a nice you know, message for all of us. It's like, okay, you have your moment, you feel your feelings. Now come into the next now moment and be present and sing with me. It was, I'm still very moved by that experience. No, that's fantastic. Uh, and you're right, we do learn so much from them. We really do. And I think one of the key things is we get unconditional love it's probably the purest form of love because we are, you know, we're judged, right? Even our friends judge us. Even our, uh, our partners judge us, uh, wife, husbands, children. But yeah. you don't get judged by, especially dogs. They don't judge. No, no, no. And, you know, people, the relationships that we have with our animals here, we're coming up. This is a, a Valentine's show. The love we share with our animals is often purer and more eternal than anything we've ever known in terms of a human relationship. It really is. And also what I have found is even as, as young children, the, the, the first experience of death they experience with is usually an animal. And believe it or not, that helps them out in the future when eventually maybe they lose a grandfather, a grandmother, or whatever the case is. But that first experience is the experience of a loss of an animal and it teaches them. Right, and you know, I said to you yesterday when we spoke on the phone, many of my patients uh, have needed to reconnect with their loved ones in spirit. And I had a young girl whose, her, her dog left his body and she came into the session weeping, profoundly weeping. And I asked her what's wrong and she said, my doggy died. I don't say died, Gerard, I say left his body, but she said died. And I said, would you like me to help you reconnect with your animal? And she said, okay. And that's when I saw a yellow dog. 
And I said, is your, was your dog who left his body yesterday yellow? No, she said. I thought, oh, I'm slipping. I'm losing it, right? And then the next dog I saw was another dog that just kept showing me two front paws that were enormous and big. And I thought, what is that? What is that? When animals come to us to reassure us, they don't have words like, you know, right. humans. So they give you pictures. And all I kept seeing were those paws. So I said, well, the next dog I'm seeing has these huge, huge front paws. And she burst into tears and said, the doggy who died yesterday was missing his two front paws. Oh. That's amazing. So he was saying, look, look, I'm still here and I'm better than ever. I'm restored in my spirit body. And then she said, oh, the yellow dog is the dog we had to put down before this dog. So he was the ambassador leading the other dog to me and to my patients. So sweet. Yeah, very sweet. That's fantastic. It really is. It's a sh and it's also very reassuring. Very much so, because when you realize we don't die, we just step out of the turtle shell, we call the physical body, and we move into the spirit realm. And our loved ones, our pet loved ones, are just waiting for us to reconnect with them. And it's not like, oh, I'll see you again in heaven. Heaven's all around us. It's here and now. It's yeah. in what scientists call the dark matter, the 95% of the universe that we just can't see. Because it doesn't. No, you're right. So they're with us every, every minute. And I've had so many patients grieving their, uh, their animals in spirit. And the animal will say, take me on a walk with you. Keep taking me on our walks. Throw the ball for me. Yeah, no, you're right. It's true. And, and in my case, Trixie's, you know, we buried her in my backyard. So I can get a chance to go and visit and talk to her anytime I want. And she's not there anymore anyway. So, I mean, people exactly. think, oh, don't sell your house because then your, your animal is with you. That relationship is wherever you are. They're Very not true. powered by time and space and all those things. Yes. So true. Yes. It, we, you and I were meant to connect because not everyone knows how strongly I, I just love the creatures and connect to them wild and domestic. If you've read Love Never Dies, you know it because I tell stories in there. No, it's on my list. Believe me, I, I, I will be reading that and yeah. I'll be very happy to do that. Very yeah, much so. Well, it, it's just what, you know, and it's all energy, right? When we connect sure. with our loved ones in spirit, animal, human, doesn't matter. It's still energetic communication. And with animals, energetic a lot, you know, because they don't. Although they do understand our words. They really do. No, they do. They, you know, just because they're quiet and they don't say anything, it doesn't suggest that they, they don't understand. And they obviously understand the tone of our voice, very yeah. much so. Um, you know, I know we shared a story yesterday about, about two days before Trixie's passing. I was sitting down. It was like 4.30 in the morning and we were just caressing her. Because, uh, you know, the end was near and I said to her, do me a favor when you get to the other side, throw me a bone. Tell me that you got to the other side. And I had shared with you the story that how amazingly I, I got the message. Yes, animals. Oh, my goodness. They're just here to support you, continually support you. You know, it's funny, right after Jean left his body from the bee sting, Gerard. Yeah. A year later, you know, the grief weakens your lungs and I got pneumonia. Oh. And I was so afraid, really, really scared. And they were going to give me a follow-up x-ray to make sure that the pneumonia was gone, which oftentimes it isn't gone after a first round of antibiotics. And as I was sitting in the kitchen, so frightened, 
My husband knew I was scared, and I heard a chipmunk chipping to me from the basement, but it was nighttime, and there are no chipmunks living in the basement, but I heard chip, 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 chip. He was using the chipmunk to say, you're okay. You are okay. They will use animals to connect with us, and animals are also used as spirit messengers to let us know that our loved ones are around us. When an animal behaves strangely, doesn't move, closes its eyes, seems to be in a trance, is acting uncharacteristically, they are being used as open vessels for our loved ones to come through to us and communicate with us. It's so true. It is so true. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I think when we come back, we're going to be going through a a break. Of course, time is flying in our conversation. (laughs) When we come back, I was thinking we could talk a bit about how animals are treated. Because I I didn't know about puppy mills till I was called to help an animal who had been in a puppy mill. More about uh, the mistreatment. Um, And then maybe we can also talk a bit about their nutrition and their diet and healing of of the animals because there's so much to talk about right there is there's a lot to cover you're so right oh and i just we could talk for 37 million years and we wouldn't be finished so let's take a quick break we'll be back in a moment on ask dr love radio Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf here. Are you feeling stressed out or suffering panic attacks, aches and pains or stiff muscles, low energy, angry outbursts or disturbed sleep? Or are you worried or depressed or feeling hopeless, like the world is coming to an end? Or are you not eating right or exercising or falling into self-damaging or addictive behaviors like binging on junk food, TV or the internet? Or abusing drugs or alcohol, figuring what's the point? Or maybe work is getting on your last nerve or your relationships are falling apart? If you said yes to any of my questions, you are likely suffering what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome triggered by the coronavirus pandemic. Don't despair. My energetic system upgrade is your rescue remedy for the panic epidemic that is plaguing our world. The energetic system upgrade has already changed the lives of some of today's top leaders. Now you can experience your own energetic system upgrade healing transformation. I'm offering a limited number of discounted sessions for my radio listeners. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. Don't wait. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If you can't stop crying over the bodily loss of a loved one, Dr. Turndorf's number one international bestseller, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased, shows you how to toss out the tissues and transform your grief into joy using her groundbreaking Dialoguing with the Departed technique that enables you to reconnect and even heal unfinished business with those in spirit. To find out more, visit AskDrLove.com. And now, back to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love Radio. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and I'm talking with the dear Gerard Elliott, founder of the PetRescueRadio.com site, which is a not-for-profit. And we, we were going to talk a bit, I, I asked if you would like to talk about the the ways that animals are mistreated the way people 
just treat them like they don't have the same feelings that we humans do. The puppy mills, the, you know, can you speak to that? Yeah, I'm really happy that as a country, we're going towards a direction that we very much need to go to. I know the state of New York, uh, I believe there's a bill up that they're going to rid themselves of all pet stores. Um, the reason why that is so important is because, and, and listen, I'm a big advocate. Our mission statement is very clear. We want to eradicate pet euthanasia in this country by the end of this decade. We've got eight years to figure that out. And I always tell the story, you know, when President Kennedy in 1961 said, we're going to put men on the moon by the end of the decade, a lot of people looked at him like he had three eyes. But that's what we did. We collectively as Americans put men on the moon. There's no reason why the most modernized country in the world cannot figure out a way to eradicate pet euthanasia. It starts with education. It starts with getting rid of breeders. It starts with getting rid of, of uh, pet stores. Because the bottom line is there are thousands of shelters with phenomenal rescues waiting for you. And a lot of folks, you know, I get, well, I want a purebred. Well, guess what? 25% of all sheltered pets are purebred. So that's not an excuse. Oh, I see. Where you're going is that by the breeding is to fulfill the commercial market of pet stores selling animals. But if you eradicate the pet stores, then there's no market for all those breeders and just rescue the animals that need rescuing. That's what you're that, saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. And that is the way to go. Clearly the way to go. And if we can do that, you know, unfortunately, these, these laws, they're not federal laws. You know, they're state laws. But, but I know California and, and, and New York and other states are doing the right thing. And I just hope that the rest of America follows and, and little by little, we can figure this out. And okay, so listen, if we're sitting here in 2030 and we haven't eradicated pet euthanasia, but guess what? Let's say we've reduced it from a million and a half to 250,000, then we've done, we've done a good job. Right, and you know, I wanna tell you about this animal, Schroeder. Mm -hmm. So my, my mom lives in New Jersey. And when I was still living in New York, she asked me to please come down and do a healing on her neighbor's rescue dog, Schroeder. Now, I do a lot of hands-on and distance healing. And this was a, a hands-on. He was brought home from the rescue shelter. And as soon as they took him into her neighbor's house, he went under the bed and hid there for three months shaking like a leaf, this poor baby. So as I was coming down to New Jersey, I energetically connected to him and told him I was coming. When I got to the neighbor's house, I said, Schroeder, it's me, come out. I promised I was going to come and help you. And he came out and I put him in my lap and he was shaking. And in that moment, I got the picture of he was in a puppy mill. And I did not realize that the puppy mill dogs, by the time they're retired from breeding, then they get dumped into shelters, right? Yeah. For adoption, but they're not the desirable dogs because they're not little young puppies now. They're older dogs who are traumatized. And this poor Schroeder, I never knew. He's in a cage with other caged dogs above him, peeing and pooping on him. This was his life from, from the, the 
he lived in the, it breaks my heart. He's stuffed up, pulled out to breed and then put back in. And when I tried to touch his paws, he cringed because I realized they were pulling him out of the cage with his paws and degrading him like this. So his shaking, Gerard, was not fear, it was rage. Animals feel what we feel. He was enraged over how violated he was. And then I talked to him about it. And you know, they say what heals humans who are traumatized is just understand them. Same thing with animals. So I said, I understand how angry you are. I understand. This will never happen to you again. It was wrong. It will never happen to you again. And he kind of collapsed in a heap. It was like a healing for him. And he just went limp. Mm -hmm. in a he seemed to be asleep. And when he came out of it, Gerard, he wasn't shaking anymore. Wow. He jumped up and he acted normally. And I said, and you're not going to be afraid anymore. You can go out with your mom to the garden center this afternoon. And he did. And he was fine. Well, you know, Dr. Love, dogs happen to be the most abused animals on earth. Oh. And it's really, it's sad. It breaks my heart. Um, and and I, I, for the folks who are, you know, tuning in, I ask you, go to your local shelter and just spend an hour oh. and you, and you'll see that it's not, a, it's not the perfect life. And, and I think some of the most, some of the most uh, underappreciated people that, that never get any, any, any say in this country are the volunteers who spend time at the shelters, because that is the only form of human interaction that these pets get if not for the volunteers they would be in that cage all day long it's not a happy even the best of the best shelters and i go to shelters all the time some shelters are run so horribly you you leave with tears and some oh. of them are bright lights and beautiful but at the end of the day they're still stuck in that little you know little box and so i think that's important go out to your local shelter and if you can find it in your heart to get uh, to take a cat home or a dog home or a guinea pig or a rabbit, please do. Please or do. Or any animal. And you know, rescue animals are so grateful to you for saving them. They are so they are. grateful. And our, I think that the euthanasia that goes on is also connected to the shelters because if they can't adopt the animals and they can't afford to keep them and feed them, they euthanize them, don't they? Yes, uh, you know, I, I do deal with a lot of no-kill shelters and sanctuaries, where, believe it or not, some dogs have been there for three years, so they're basically institutionalized, and you hate to see that, and you don't understand why that's the case, but the shelters that I deal with, a lot of times, they'll send me their rescues, they'll say, Gerard, the so-and-so is going on one year, can you make a push for this one? So, you know, when I, when I, do, the, when I do the pet cafe every day, uh, I'll start talking more about that particular is, hey, listen, it's going on a year. Text a friend, call a neighbor, knock on a door. Oh, let's let's get let's get this 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 pet a home. Let's do it this week. One of my dreams has always been to open up a, an animal sanctuary where all the animals who can't be adopted for whatever reason would live on the sanctuary and not killed. And I mean any animal. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what they are, you know, birds sure. doesn't matter because they all are so wonderful, such wonderful creatures. And I, I would like to do that so much. And maybe you'll be able to do it too, where you live. I would love to. I, I know to do something like that, you probably would need at least 10 acres of land. 
but you do, but right? Yeah, but it's it's doable. You know, if you can find the land, it's it's doable. It's so so true, isn't it? It's so true. Do you know how many animals I've been called to heal who have been traumatized by either the puppy mills or having been abandoned and then dumped into shelters for adoption? How many people have said to me, like, for example, I know this cat named Killian. One of my patients had him write a book about his adoption, <laughs> and she calls the book, This Is My Tale. It's an adorable, <laughs> adorable story. Now, Killian, when she took him home from the shelter, he was just a matted mess, you know, with fleas and all kinds of sicknesses. And after she got him cleaned up, she realized he was definitely a soul twin for her. They're very bonded. And she told me he was terrified to ever be put in a carrier to go to the vet or in the car. So I went over to her house to see if I could help him. And as soon as I saw him, I realized the reason he was so afraid to get in the carrier was he was afraid to be taken back to the shelter. Oh. Now, a lot of animals that I've seen have that terror. Don't take True. me back there. Don't take me back. So I talked to him and I said, that's what's scaring you. You will never be taken back there. When you go into the carrier, you're going to come visit me at my house, in my office, or maybe go to the vet with your mom. So then after I said it, I said, how do you feel now? Would you get in that carrier? Would you like to come and visit me at my house? And that cat walked to the front door, got on his hind quarters, picked up his his hand and tried to turn the doorknob. Wow. Saying, yes, I want to come. And from then on, she could get him in a carrier. This, we have to help the animals to work through their trauma and their terror. Yeah. Talk to your animals. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people have pets. They're just pets, right? They go to work, they come home, they walk them, they feed them, they go to bed. And then there are people where it's more than a pet. It's a companion. It's a it's a son. It's a daughter. It's a four legged uh, you know child, um, and they talk to them. And you know, I constantly talk to to my you know Dax and Dixie. I rescued them on Valentine's Day. It'll be three years this uh, coming week or well in a few weeks. Um, and you know, I had told you on the phone I was looking for one, and then I saw uh, next to Dixie the one I rescued. I saw this other dog playing. I'm like to the foster mom. I said to the foster mom, who is that? Oh, that's Dixie's brother. And I said, yeah. okay, well, I, I can't, I'm not breaking How them How can you separate them? Because they've already known abandonment. They, they did. They were found you in the street. You cannot re-traumatize them with further abandonment. They bond in the same way that we do. It's so true. It's, it's the, so true. Exactly the same. And, you know, these animals who I, it infuriates me. I see they move, people move and they just throw their animals out in the street. These were domesticated animals. We're used to a family and now you dump them. Oh, they'll fend for themselves. No, they won't. They're domesticated. They don't know how. No, they don't. They don't, they don't know how. Why don't you just put a bullet between their eyes? You're killing them. Or they just, they just dump them off in an area where there's a farm thinking they'll manage, they'll get into a barn. I, I am so much pain over this. I, 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 cannot, I cannot say. If we would think about animals and have the same empathy that we have for other human beings, and perhaps more because they don't have the words to tell us how right. they're suffering. 
And, you know, that's the whole purpose of Pet Rescue uh, Radio, giving pets across America a voice. That's the whole, you know, the, the whole, the whole um, idea of, of this radio station is for folks who love pets, who are listening to the station all day long, and they're, they're listening to a wide variety of music from Adele to the Beatles to Frank Sinatra to Motown. But every 30 minutes, we're going to give them a very valuable pet tip. Because a lot of times you go to a shelter, you take a pet home, it doesn't come with a manual. There's a lot to learn. I exactly. mean, there's a lot to learn. When we come back from the break in our last segment, let's talk about some of the tips, all right? And sure. let's talk about diet and health. Let's do that. We'll be back in a moment on Ask Dr. Love Radio. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish your relationship and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing, and joy of reconnecting, visit AskDrLove.com slash GriefRelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit AskDrLove.com slash GriefRelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love Radio. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf talking with Gerard Elliott, the founder of PetRescueRadio.com. Let's talk about some pet tips. What do people know that they may not know about caring for their animals? There, there's a plethora of information that we give out, uh, like I said, every 30 minutes, top of the hour and bottom of the hour. Uh, you know, like the top 10 fruits you should be feeding your dog, the signs of hyperthyroidism in your cats how to prevent your dog from digging in the backyard, um, how to overcome grieving after you lose a pet, whether it's a rabbit or a cat or a dog. A lot of people go through depression um, and there are, there are ways you can overcome. So there's so many things. Reconnection, reconnection. The yeah, only reconnection. Way to overcome grief, reconnect, stay connected. Come back to the diet thing. Because the diet thing is, yeah, it's important. So and I'll tell you why. right? Some people say feed the raw diet. That's what they eat in nature. Many vets say don't. Where are you on that? 
Well, the one thing that's very disturbing, and these numbers um, have not ticked uh, negative, but they're ticking up, is the amount of obesity in pets. That as, as Americans are getting more and more obese, uh, because I think now there are more obese Americans than fat Americans, unfortunately, pets have uh, followed suit. That's disturbing. Why is that? Well, you know, they're being fed human food. They're being fed treats that they shouldn't be, be fed. Um, you know, you have to be able to, to, to be disciplined with your pets, even though they give you that, those puppy dog, oh, please feed me. Don't give in to that. And if you are, give them healthy treats. There's a lot of healthy options out there. Um, so, you know, you have to, you have to be very careful. And I've seen dogs and cats that are like, how did this dog get this fat? Well, that's irresponsible, irresponsibility on the part of the owner, because you just cut three years of that dog's life with the cat's life by doing what you're doing. So I think just being cognizant, being conscious of what you feed, the feeding times, what you're giving them, not giving them treats, those are very important for pets to not become obese and have a nice long life. Okay, so I also want to mention that, you know, we, the humans have microbiome dysbiosis, so do animals, right? The glyphosate residues in the food supply are tearing up the bowel wall integrity. And that is so linked to many diseases, including obesity. And it's the same for animals. Now that Killian cat that I was mentioning, he was gaining weight, but she wasn't mm -hmm. overeating him because there's a lot, of, there's a great correlation between weight gain and microbiome imbalance. She was not overfeeding him and he was behaving cranky. He was scratching at her. He was pawing at her, pulling at her. She didn't know what he was saying. And when I had him come into a session on Zoom, I could feel something was wrong in his bowel. And I said, he's trying to tell you he's irritable. He's not okay. His diet is not right. He needs probiotics and he needs his food shifted. And I got the message he needed Dr. Marty's, which is a whole food without right. all because the grains are very laden with the glyphosate residues, which tear up human guts and animal guts. So Dr. Marty's food doesn't contain grain because animals shouldn't be eating grain. They shouldn't. It's not, not in their, they shouldn't. So Correct. she put him on Dr. Marty's and he also had this eye thing that was happening where the membrane was closing over his eyeball and he couldn't see. And she put him on Dr. Marty's, the eye membrane retracted so she could see his eye. His bowel straightened out and he's not cranky anymore and his weight regulated. Nice. Right. And I think that's a great thing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's an affordability factor with a lot of Americans and, you know, it's something that they take into consideration. So they're going to go out, they're going to go to Walmart and buy the most cheapest food they can get. And that's, that's you hard. You treat your body like a temple and that's the same for your animals. And yes. People, I know people do cook at home and cooking at home for yourself and for your animals has got to be less costly than even the cheapest packaged food. It is. It is. So I mean, listen, a little rice, a little chicken, you know, some natural things, um, things that are easily digestible. 
it's very good. But I'm not so sure about the grain. Again, the rice, very high glycemic index, also very high in arsenic. So I'm not even convinced dogs, I, I'm sorry to say this, I think they should be eating what they would eat in nature, berries or seeds or whatever. They grab well, protein, right? No rice. Rice is not well, good for anybody. Well, when I do the rice, I usually do the brown rice, which is, I think, a bit better than the plain white rice. Perhaps, but it's still your glycemic index, even brown rice, than table sugar. It's one of the little, little secrets that I'm a freak about all this stuff. No, that's so, a good point. You make a good so point, Dr. Love. We have only two minutes left, and I want to make sure everybody gets your website, how to listen to your show, all your social media handles. So please put all that out now. Yeah, so basically, if, um, if the folks who are tuning in go to PetRescueRadio.com, um, they can listen live. It's free to listen. Um, they can listen anytime. We are, you know, we're, we're a 24-hour radio station. Um, I uh, host a, a daily show called The Pet Cafe at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that show is repeated at 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. The only difference between the rest of the, the day part of the radio station and what I host when I host is when I get into the rescues that the, you know, 25, 30 shelters that we work with across the country from California to Florida, that's when I, I talk specifically about the rescues that, you know, and, and we give them specifics about, you know, their, their meaner, their breed, their weight and so on. But on the website, if people click on the pets of the day, they will see over a hundred rescues that we uh, work in coordination with the shelters. Then they can just, you know, uh, look at their uh, photos, read their bios. The good thing is I broadcast out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The advantage with the local shelter is I can actually go there physically, which I do monthly, and I take full-blown videos. And we live in a TikTok, you know, world. So people, you know, videos are a lot better than stills. So I'm able to produce videos. So for the floor, for many of the Florida rescues, when they go to PetRescueRadio.com, they click on the pets of the day. When they scroll down to the state of Florida, they will see that. Um, and that's what we're all about. You know, we're a good radio station. The people can just listen to us all day, get fantastic pet tips, and um, and just help us fight this battle. Of the, you know, for pet euthanasia in this country. Fantastic. And by the way. If you ever need help with any animal that is traumatized, needs a healing, emotional healing, a physical healing, please call me. Oh, I will. Again, especially call. you're close by. So that's oh, a, I, a great advantage. And I will come. I will come and do what I can because th this is definitely my calling. And I'm so glad that you uh, were brought into my life so that I could fulfill this wish. Thank you so much for being with me today and my door is open to you anytime you want to come back you are welcome thank you so much dr love and thank you for all the great listeners out there thank you thank you bye-bye see you next time okay bye you've been listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times.